Good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. Today, I want to focus on knowing your worth. So, you know, when you think about know your worth, there are obviously, you know, key things like um, not settling for less than what you deserve, um, you know, getting your promotions that you, you know, er have earned or getting the paycheck you've earned or whatever. But the heart of it all is actually believing in your heart, your worth, knowing, knowing in your heart, you are worthy, you are, um, you know, good enough for whatever it is, whether it's the job or the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the husband or the wife, um, or to stand up and, you know, speak your truth or to lead the charge on social changes or, um, you know, to step out of your comfort zone. You have to believe in you. And, you know, years ago, we've talked about this before, but years ago, I, and I'm, you know, probably a dozen years ago, in all honesty, I really struggled with, you know, accepting less than what I felt like I deserved because I knew I was settling. I knew I was not setting the bar and demanding everybody meet it or exceed it even though that was verbally what we taught our daughter, you know, you set the bar and everybody meets it or exceeds it, or they just don't get to play in your sandbox, period. But verbally telling her that and being demonstrative about it, living it, walking the walk and not just talking the talk was a whole nother thing. And I, you know, really had to do some soul searching and I had to be real and be honest with myself because there were people and things in my life that I was settling. I was, you know, letting them get by with being less than I deserved. And, um, I used to have a friend <clears throat> And whatever she needed, whatever was going on, I would move heaven and earth to be there because I felt like, you know, our friendship was that good. And there were little things over the years and we had been friends. Our kids went to school together, uh, from kindergarten on. And so I felt felt like we were that good of friends because, you know, we were always, um, doing things together. And I was always showing up when the white flag was being waved, but, um, it came to highlight, you know, for me that this was a one-way friendship and that was a hard pill to swallow because, that meant I had to admit I was being used. That meant I had to admit I, the friendship was not reciprocated. That meant I had to decide how 
badly I wanted to be that person's friend that I would continue to settle for less than what I deserved. And when you don't have a lot of that in your life, you are kind of unsure. Do you really want less? Because even a half or quarter good of a friend is better than no friends at all, right? I mean, that's what we tell ourselves, but that's wrong. And I finally like had an epiphany and the light bulb went off and I had to realize, you know, she wasn't even a quarter of a friend, much less a half of a friend. And I deserved a whole friend, period. And so I just quit reaching out period. And it was months till I guess she realized I wasn't reaching out and she reached out to me and I, no thanks. And it, I wasn't mad at all. I'm still not mad. I was disappointed, but I had to really understand I was worthy of more than that. And, and I deserved better. I deserved to be treated better. And that, you know, there are people in my life who are incapable of knowing how to family or knowing how to friend or, you know, being, um, a good partner, uh, in the career field. And I finally had to say, well, if I'm not going to demand they do better, then why would they? If I've let them get by with, you know, me buying the coffee every single time and they never take a turn, why would they ever? I mean, it doesn't serve them, right? And I finally had to smack myself around a little bit and be honest that I am deservant of better. And so I slowly set about changing what it meant to be my friend. And to me, a one-way friendship, I really wasn't interested in any of those. Um, And does that mean it's a tip for tat thing? No, that's not what it is. You don't give to receive because if you're giving to receive, you're giving with an expectation. I'm not giving to anybody with the expectation that they give back because that's not then giving that's a business transaction. I'm giving just cause I want to, but if I, you know, looked at it like a checking book thing where I wrote out, you know, checks of value with feelings and love and care and all the parts that make it a relationship and no one ever makes a deposit into me. Well, eventually I am going to run dry. And so I had to start surrounding myself with people who would make an emotional deposit in me. And, you know, that meant that I had to have some serious heartfelt realizations that there were people occupying space in my heart that are always going to be takers and never going to be givers. And I had to move them around because the space in your heart is 
prime real estate. So I know these people, if I see them on the street, including that friend, I've seen her since then. And I've said, the, you know, hi, how are you? You know, congratulations on yada, yada, whatever, you know, and I mean it. I'm, I'm happy for them and I'm happy for their children and the, you know, lives they're living. I mean, I'm sincere, but I didn't stop to get emotionally invested. And I, I didn't stop to say, Hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? Because that meant I was putting her back in my heart. And I knew that was prime real estate she didn't deserve. And it's kind of like letting your BFF have the front row handicap parking because you don't want her to have to work so hard. But then that means somebody who actually is deservant of the space can't have it because you've given it away to your friend that isn't really a friend. And so when you give away space in your heart to people who really don't deserve it, you don't have space to give to those who do. And when you start rearranging things in your mind and in your heart, you realize suddenly that you deserve better. You are worth more. And when you start elevating yourself within your own mind, in your own heart, it's amazing the transformation that happens with people around you because they suddenly realize, whoa, there's a bar I'm going to need to meet or exceed if I want to be in a relationship with this person. If I want to be more than acquaintances or social media friends or whatever. And I have hundreds of social media friends and I like every single one of them, but they don't all get a place in my heart. They have a place in my Facebook and I will wish them a happy birthday or like a nice picture of them or congratulate them on, you know, an award or a promotion or whatever and mean it. But you don't get space at my table. You don't get space in my heart because I know my worth. So the question I'm asking you is, do you know your worth? Do you realize how great you are and what a privilege it is to have a seat at your table for people? And are you communicating that to people so that they know when they've taken a seat at your table, there's limited seating. They're getting the best of the best of the best of you. They've got prime real estate in your heart and therefore they need to earn it. They need to earn it by reciprocating that love, that investment, that emotional investment to truly say, hi, how are you? And listen, you know, you see all the time when you're walking through a store or, you know, in church even, people say, hi, how are you? And they keep walking. And that was one of the first clues to me. Hi, how are you? And they kept walking. I didn't even bother with answering because they can't hear me when they're continuing to walk by. 
But those people who said, hi, how are you? And stopped and looked at me, they really wanted to know. So I told them. And then I asked after them. And they wanted to share. Those are people who deserve prime real estate in your heart. Those are people who are making an emotional investment in you. And those aren't necessarily family. Those aren't necessarily the people you thought were your friends. Those people are gems. They're diamonds and rubies and emeralds. And so they're special and they should be treasured. But does that mean you don't, you know, I mean, I send out a hundred Christmas cards a year or more, but I probably only speak to about five of those people. So I still want to wish Merry Christmas to all of them. Send a little cheer their way. But if they don't make the effort to call me ever, I've quit making the effort to call them. If they don't ever make the effort to shoot me a text and say, just wanted you to know I was thinking of you today, I don't make the effort because those are people I know. They're acquaintances. I wish them well, but they don't get a seat at my table. They don't get prime real estate in my heart because I know I deserve better. I know I deserve people who see my worth know my value, want me to be in their life. And when you surround yourself with those kind of people, it's suddenly not hard to know you are all that in a bag of chips too. And that's not an arrogant thing. That's a, you know, I'm not on the dollar menu. I'm on the full deal because I deserve it because I'm worth it. Because I bring that to the table. And so when you realize that, even if you have a friend who's poor as a pauper, but she makes the effort to invest in you emotionally, that's a person who deserves a seat at your table. It doesn't matter that she can't ever chip in on the dinner or bring something to share. She brings light in her spirit and her heart and love and that makes her worth it because you deserve the best because you are worth it make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous have a good one everybody